Welcome to H2 Tech Talk, the web's most sustainable podcast and your premier destination for expert insights into the global hydrogen sector. Dive into our informative series as we explore the latest advancements, news, and trends in the realm of sustainable energy. H2 Tech is a leading source of up-to-date, compelling discussions around hydrogen technology. Don't forget to subscribe and share to stay connected with the world of hydrogen innovation and sustainable solutions. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode. We are live at the Global Syngas Conference in San Diego, California. Uh, I am joined right now by Delome Fair, VP of Engineering for Utility Global. How are you doing? today at Delome. Doing great. Thank you, Tyler. So how do you feel about the conference? Um, I've heard you've been a freak, you're a frequent attender. You've been coming for years. How do you feel about this year compared to others? This year has been really, uh, really an excellent conference. Great presentations, a good mix of content. You can really feel the momentum in the industry with regards to decarbonization and energy transition. Okay. Okay, and then of energy transition, I mean, you have years, decades even maybe experience in, you know, gasification and sin gas. Okay, I'm not I really that old. I didn't mean to make you sound, <laughs> I, yeah, I can see how that came. <laughs> uh, but, um, but it's true. So, uh, let's just say a long time. We'll, we'll let the audience decide how long a time, a time that is. What have you seen um, over the years? Uh, you know, anything particularly surprise you, um, catch you off guard? Um, and, and where do you potentially see this whole energy transition going in the future? You know, the energy transition has really had multiple stops and starts over the probably the past 20 years. Uh, you know, early, even back as far as the 80s, we were talking about gasification as a potential for alternate energy, carbon capture. But it's never really taken off the way we see it taking off now. I think with the legislation that's happening around the world, including the U.S., but also EU and Canada and other parts of the world, the the attention of climate change, the energy transition is seems to have really taken hold and is is actively moving forward more than I've ever seen it before. Okay, well, fair enough. Um- and is this what, or actually, let's start by asking you about Utility Global. Uh, do you mind uh, giving us a little description of the company and what exactly your role is with them? Sure. We are a relatively new company. We uh, were formed in 2018, I believe. Uh, we have a novel technology that we are developing, actively developing, that converts uh, waste gases or uses waste gases to convert water into electric er, water into hydrogen um, without the use of electricity so it basically it uses an electrochemical process similar to electrolysis but does not require uh, large amounts of renewable energy so how is that possible so I mean, it works like electrolysis but without electricity so we drive the the energy that's required for if you convert water into uh, hydrogen that requires energy input. You have to bring energy into that. The energy we bring is from waste, waste gases, waste, uh, waste fuel gases. So, for example, in the steel industry, 
they generate uh, blast furnace gas and basic oxygen furnace gas. These are streams that have a significant amount of carbon monoxide, but also have a lot of nitrogen and other inert materials that don't have a lot of value other than for generating some electricity or steam or sometimes are just flared. Interesting. And so we can take that low value stream, use that as the energy to drive the reaction. And actually, as we convert the water into hydrogen, the oxygen is coming across our reactor electrolyte and converting the CO into CO2. Mm -hmm. And the water is getting converted into hydrogen, but the two streams never meet. They're, they're separated by the electrolyte membrane. So we end up with a very pure hydrogen stream on the other side. So then what happens to the CO2? It gets, well, it can be captured. We, we basically, okay. as we, we completely combust and react all the material in stream, we end up with a more a concentrated CO2 stream that can be captured. Okay. So uh, and this is captured easier because I mean, it's be captured post-combustion. So um, is, is it more, is the percentage more than an SMR, ATR of the carbon captured? Yeah, exactly. The... Because we're converting a lot of the CO directly to CO2 without combustion in our reactor, there's a little bit of CO that gets combusted at the end, but we end up with a much higher concentration. So if you took the waste gas stream and just combusted that waste gas stream, you might end up with 15 to 20% CO2. We would end up with 30 to 40% CO2. So we end up with a higher concentration, which makes it more economical to capture. Wow, that's really interesting. And how did you hear, did, you know, how did you end up with Utility Global anyhow? It's the, one of the benefits of having decades of experience. <laughs> they came looking for you? Uh, I, I, you know, we, I, I had people I knew that worked at the company and, and uh, through my contacts and network, I was contacted about a position opening up and I thought the technology sounded, you know, really interesting and, and had a, a lot of potential. And so I, I took advantage of it and moved there. Been, I've been there only about three months now, but uh, very excited about the potential for the company. And uh, so this is clearly, uh, you know, blue hydrogen is what's produced in this process. Where do you see blue hydrogen moving forward? And do you think green hydrogen will ever overtake it as, as you know, the, uh, the, the prominent type? You know, that's a really good question. I think a lot of things have to happen for that to really take hold. Um, there has to be some step changes, I think, in renewable electricity and how it's generated. Um, there are some limitations to rapid deployment of green hydrogen. It, it requires a tremendous amount of renewable electricity, which just takes time to, to develop. And also there are limitations in the fabrication of the elect electrolyzers themselves. They sometimes use you know rare earth metals that some are difficult to to uh, find in large quantities. So there's some supply chain issues and concerns. Uh, you know, it's gonna take, a, a true the true energy transition is gonna take all kinds of uh, technologies and multiple, multiple solutions. But in the near term, focusing on utilizing existing waste gases versus, you know, new renewable electricity is, is, is kind of low hanging fruit that we're, that we're going after. Gotcha. Okay, so we recently, you recently published an article in, in, in Hydrocarbon Processing uh, about removing CO2 from syngas. Do you, um, can you kind of give some of the, 
the points there, uh, what you think might be most relevant? You know, that, that article was written primarily more about pre-combustion removal of, of carbon, which is typically what you would see in, in a gasification unit or a steam methane reforming unit. With uh, steam methane reform, pre-combustion versus post-combustion, there's, there's lots of uh, pros and cons. The... Um, Generally, the more mature technologies like amine and selexol have, are, have much more experience on the, in the pre-combustion capture, primarily because they can be operated at higher pressures and higher concentrations. But um, new technologies are actively being developed for the post-combustion, and um, we're, we're discussing and, and kind of reviewing multiple technologies, trying to determine... Probably more than one of them will have a good fit with our technology, and um, we we think some there's some companies out there that are making some excellent strides and moving forward with some some really novel post-combustion technologies as well. Interesting. All right. Well put. So, what do you think about? Because you mentioned earlier, or we were talking personally, anyways, about you know a transition from uh, coal to coal to natural gas back to coal for a while how how is all that you know like um that you've seen i guess over the years you know how, how many different energy transitions so to speak have you seen <laughs> i've seen a, seen a few you know we we went through in the um early probably the early 90s uh, late 80s there was a, a several demonstration plants for what they what's called coal igcc which is a integrated coal gasification combined cycle where you take the coal, you convert it to syngas, and then you generate power or electricity with the syngas in a combined cycle similar to a natural gas combined cycle. The benefit of that is you can capture the carbon pre-combustion and you can um, sequester it. The economics weren't there for the technology at that time, but they, these were some DOE-sponsored projects. Uh, the, the government was very interested in, in coal-based projects because coal was very plentiful in the U.S., and there were concerns about the longevity of natural gas and um, liquid petroleum. Carbon really wasn't as big of an issue at that point. It was more about energy security and coal versus natural gas versus oil. As we moved into the... Um, early 2000s natural gas prices in the U.S. were extremely high. There were over probably over a hundred coal plants under development, coal power plants under development at that time. I think probably less than five of those actually got built. Uh, as, as the market shifted again, uh, fracking came in to, to existence, natural gas prices went down. Attention uh, on carbon was gaining a lot of traction and um, there was a lot of concern about building a coal project and what am I going to do with my carbon in the future if I have a coal project. And then so the, it kind of shifted away from gasification as we moved further on. There was a, a you know, this conference in particular switched almost directly to, to focus completely on hydrogen. Uh, a lot of gray hydrogen discussions and then you know a few years later we're starting into the blue and the mm -hmm. green and um, but I think, you know, from where what I'm seeing now, there's just a tremendous amount of momentum moving into the um, this next phase of of energy of of carbon capture and uh, decarbonization. So, do you think? I mean, concerns with carbon in the climate. It, I mean, was maybe not so much of what 
uh, are we worried about 30 years ago, 20 years ago, but now it's more or is that not the case at all? And it's always been a concern. I don't know that there's more or less concern. I think there's incentives. Incentive, okay. And, and, um, and legislation uh, coming into place, incentives coming into place, companies are committing to net zero targets. Everybody's looking for solutions. And so that's one of the things our company is really focused on. Uh, one market we're heavily focused on is the steel industry. It's a very difficult to decarbonize industry. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of uh, solutions out there available to the steel industry. So, so um, but they are, like all companies, very interested in finding those decarbonization solutions. And still, uh, that's one of the most prominent, a good portion of the uh, carbon emitted, right? It's about 8, 8% of carbon emissions come from steel globally. And how can um, uh, utility globals help steel? So we can, we can take the, the waste gases that they have that have high amounts of carbon in them. We can use those to convert that to hydrogen then the hydrogen can go back into the steel plant and back out some natural gas and some coke products or coal products that they use to generate the steel. And then we ultimately end up with a concentrated CO2 stream, which is the much easier than to capture as opposed to just going in and capturing the CO2 from the dilute streams that they have currently. Interesting. And uh, will you eventually move um, into cement or, you know, maybe other hard-to-abate industries? We're looking at, at, at multiple difficult-to-abate industries. That's really our key focus area. We believe our technologies can be very well suited for um, biogas, landfill gas, and biodigester uh, gas. Also, we have a version of our technology that you can basically run in the opposite direction instead of producing hydrogen you can feed it hydrogen and co2 and make uh, green co2 or green co green carbon monoxide mm. for chemical production which is another very difficult to abate industry so if, you know if green hydrogen does take off and there's green hydrogen available we've captured co2 we can take the hydrogen and the co2 and generate green co well that's really interesting yeah um, actually, I'd be interested to hear more about that, actually. Okay, well, um, I'll tell you, Delon, that's just about all I had for you. But um, can you please take a second to, you know, maybe get any thoughts? Maybe if you want to give, you know, any more details about Utility Global or yourself, um, anything you'd like to get out to our listeners. No, just thank you for, for taking the time to talk with me. I'm really excited to get the message out about what we're doing at Utility Global in terms of the you know, finding a solution for these hard to abate industries and um, we've got our technology just to give you maybe a flavor for where we are developmentally we have a working pilot plant in Houston right now we are in the process of starting up a field test facility at a steel steel plant in Canada uh, any day now and then moving towards our first commercial applications towards the end of 2025. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing more about it. Thank you. Um, we'll see you in 2025, right? <laughs> That's so right. I'll probably see you next year here. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, um, yeah, like I said, thank you again for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate you taking some time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode. Please remember to share and subscribe. 
Thanks for listening to this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe and share to stay connected with the world of hydrogen innovation and sustainable solutions. Email your comments, questions, and suggestions to tyler.campbell at gulfenergyinfo.com.